when you have enough quantity, you can develop quality. The problem is that people, they want to work with quality, but they don't have enough quantity. Hello, and a big welcome to Hot Sauce, where we'll cover the hottest topics within sauce, together with brilliant guests. Are you also curious about fast-growing companies and the people behind them? Welcome aboard. My name is Max Nyman, I'm the CEO of LimeGo, and this is an interactive podcast where you can give suggestions on upcoming guests and topics. You can also jump into discussions with other listeners by leaving comments or upvoting their suggestions. I'm determined to become one of the greatest within B2B sauce, which is why I invite thought leaders and pick their brains about how to scale their companies. However, there are so many fast-growing companies out there and new ones appearing all the time. I only know a fraction and that's why I want to give you the opportunity to have an impact on the episodes and its content. Hit the link in the episode to interact and affect. Enough already, let's get to it. All right. Hello and welcome, Remy Morken. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? Yeah, nice. Uh, I'm good, but it's it's very hot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We scan these. We we don't know how to handle 30 degrees, so yeah, it is what it exactly. is. Exactly. We complain when it's raining, and we complain when it's sunny. That's what we do. We complain. Yeah. Uh, let's not complain today. I, I'm super curious <laughs> to hear more about you and uh, to to listen in about uh, yeah how you do things at the sales screen. Uh, so mm. please just give me the 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 pitch. What do you do and what do you sell? Um, so I am Remy. I'm the SVP of Sales at Salesgreen. We've been we've existed since 2014, um, and we motivate salespeople through visualization and through gamification. So that's kind of the very short pitch. So we're a software that connects with the Lime Go or your Salesforce or Hubspot, and then we visualize and gamify. The activities that leads to revenue, um, and when customers do that, they, on average, see a forty-three percent increase in activities. So that's why you should Google Salesforce.com after this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hint, hint. The the, <laughs> hint, hint. the only the only advice I got uh, before starting this was when you're gonna interview people within sales, the only thing that they're gonna do is pitch. <laughs> <laughs> of course, that's what we do. That's our job. Yeah, of actually. course. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. So we have to have a slot for that as well. But yeah. that that's really cool. And I mean, uh, the ROI there is is uh, tough to argue against. Uh, but how come you ended up at Salescreen? And like uh, you've been there for for a, a bunch of years yeah, now, yeah, right? Yeah. How, how long has it been? Uh, I actually started six months before we launched the product. Um, so I came in. I came in about November 2013, and we launched a product March 2014. Um, so I got to be a part of the final details and development. Um, but um, no, I, I worked at a contact center, a call center in, in my hometown, Trondheim in Norway, and worked there for seven years. And summer of 2013, uh, Salesgreen CEO Sindra came to us and pitched us his product, which at that time was called company message um and and it was an app not, <laughs> not as, as good. good not as not not the same hook but it, it was an app and it was a, a tv screen mode where the the reps could log their sales in that app and they would get stats and dashboards and when they logged that uh, sale in that app it pushed to the tv screen and they they got their 15 seconds seconds of fame so you could add your mp3 file and 
I had Joe Esposito with the best around Karate Kid 1986. And I just, I just instantly kind of <laughs> fell in love with that and the data that was connected. So after being at that contact center for seven years, I went to my boss at that time, uh, and, and I said like, Hey, I, I, I've done my service. This is my destiny. I have to go. Uh, and he yeah. helped me. So thanks to him, I'm, I'm here. And, and 10 years later, I'm still going strong. Wow. Uh, so, so a lot of good songs on repeat uh, back in the day. <laughs> For sure. For sure. Yeah, that was cool. And I mean, a lot of people focus on uh, exit interviews, why people are leaving. But why? what is the main factor that you've been staying for uh, with Sales Screen for, for such a long time now? Um, good question. No, it's, it's, it's my own personal development and egocentric as anybody else i i am <laughs> of course so I, I'm, I'm still developing i'm still learning um, and as long as i'm doing that i see no no reason to leave there's there's naturally been other opportunities over the last 10 years uh, but it's it's a great team um it's a great product you get to speak to sales leaders all over the world you get to sell to the small insurance shop on the corner in Norway and to the biggest software companies, insurance companies in the world. So there's always development. So that's that's the main reason. A good cocktail. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, nice. And in terms of uh, like your sales team and some KPIs, can you tell me a bit about the, the structure of the sales team? Like, is it, uh, uh, which markets are you in? Uh, Headcount? How does it work with SDRs, account executives? Mm. Like just a brief... Yeah, yeah. No, we're um, like most of the software companies. We've uh, right-sized our sales organization over the the last year. Um, so we're we're currently operating in the US, in the Nordics, and in the UK. So we have two reps in in the United States. Uh, we have two reps working in the UK market. And no, is it reps? Is it AEs? Yeah, AEs. Uh, or yep. account directors, as we call them, and then we have mm. two account a bit more fancy, in a bit more fancy, yeah. <laughs> and then we have two account managers um, working to expand our Nordic accounts in uh, in this region. So that's kind of our setup. We have sex reps. We have no SDRs at the moment. Um, so, and then we have a team of twelve customer success managers uh, that kind of that takes the process from when the contract signed. So that's our, that's our setup. So our AEs, ADs, AMs, uh, call it what you want to call it. They are responsible from, from kind of prospecting to, to close one. Yeah. And, and to set some perspective, because as you said, it's, it's a good cocktail of small and big, but for, for the listeners, can you frame somehow the like average deal size or the sales cycle? I mean, how complex is it to sell sales screen? Uh, it depends on who you sell to, naturally. So in the end, everything's about your ICP, right? So yeah. who do you target? Don't try to sell everything to and to everyone. And and kind of the way we've gone from over the last ten years is we we kind of started with the highly transactional organizations. Um, then during the pandemic, we really went hard on on software companies. Um, with remote work and everything like that. Uh, and now now we're back to the core. So we're really just mainly focusing on, on, on selling to 
B2C sales organizations, typically insurance, contact centers. Um, mm. that's, that's who we really focus on, on delivering value to. So, yeah. Here, here. And in terms of uh, like KPIs for, for the team and the reps, I mean, obviously you're, you're a SaaS company, so I suppose you have a couple of North Star metrics. Mm. Uh, but like, what would you say in your role is the most important metrics to follow up on? And why? I like sales velocity as as kind of a, a overarching metric. So for those who doesn't know, sales velocity is is a formula uh, which is number of sales opportunities times average deal size times win rate, and you divide that total number by length of deal cycle, and that gives you your sales velocity. So that that's an overarching metric that covers our top four metrics, right? It gives you the number of new opportunities created. It gives you average deal size, your length of deal cycle, um, and and your win rate. So that's kind of my number one metric. So that's the, the four metrics incorporated in that. But from that point on, we naturally have our final metrics where everything starts with adding a prospect to a sequence, and then we pick up the phone and we book meetings, and then we qualify those meetings into opportunities. Yeah, I must say I'm I'm really happy that you mentioned that metric because it's my favorite too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but but it like it's it's it does the job right, and it gives you a number. So if that number is say nine thousand yeah. dollars, you're basically producing nine thousand dollars a day. So that's what you want to do, right? So it's it's an yeah. easy metric that gives you an answer you want to see. Yeah. And and uh, in terms of uh, like metrics and obviously you work with the metrics and like try to visualize and, and mm. put it close to the reps, motivating them. Mm. Um, how do you work with connecting the metric to the team, like the transparency, the uh, the interval, and like keeping the reps motivated at times? Yeah, and, and that's what we do with Sunscreen, right? So um, yeah, that's the pitch. It's it. <laughs> that's the pitch, right? So, it in the end, it's about understanding what kind of behaviors you want to drive. So, in the end, every sales manager, every C level, every business owner out there, they want revenue. But you have to mm. understand what drives revenue, and then you can kind of go back and say, well, pipeline drives revenue. So we need to create pipeline. Okay, but what drives pipeline? Meetings drive pipeline. Okay, cool. So you need more meetings. That's in the end what you need mm. to do. But how do you get more meetings? Well, we get the most meetings by picking up the phone. Okay. If that's the case, that's the metric we have to motivate towards. That's the metric we have to create accountability towards. And that's the metric where we need to create behaviors. And that's yeah. the only metric metric that is 100% uh, up to each rep and their motivation, right? Yeah. So actually just picking up the phone and making those 40, 50, 60, 100 dials a day or whatever that number is, that's pure motivation. So what we have to do and what we do with self-screen and, and, and communication and visualization is we, we make that number front and center. We create multiple different games around that metric. So say 40 calls a day, that could be a competition, a badge, a battle. It could be something you get rewarded for, coins for. So every single rep understands that if I do this, I get recognition, I get rewarded, I get celebrated. And then naturally, 50 seconds, seconds of fame. Exactly, right? And then naturally the outcome yeah. of that is more meetings, more pipeline, more revenue. So 
you need to understand what's kind of the underlying behavior you need to drive. Hmm. And and uh, in terms of the activities, I, I feel that the most reoccurring chat that you have with salespeople is that please pick up the phone more. <laughs> <laughs> but it doesn't happen at all times by itself, right? Yeah. yeah. And but do you see that the the phone calls is the most successful outbound channel, or like what works for you? Uh, we have a secret sauce at the moment. Uh, we, uh, I don't want to spill, give all my my spill the beans. I don't want to spill the beans. <laughs> no, but but like it's overarching. You need to have the phone in your toolbox. Right, and then there's multiple different activities you can do combined with that. The phone alone, it's an okay tool, right? But the phone combined with email, with LinkedIn, with gifts, with whatever is extremely powerful. So we need to make sure that our customers are are being seen. They, they see us on many different levels, right? Because we're prone to, to do different things and I like being called. So if you call me, I'm probably going to pick up the phone. I'm probably going to listen to your pitch. But I know that there's mm. a, a ton of sales leaders and out there. And then you click. <laughs> yeah, but there's <laughs> a ton of sales leaders out there that hate being called, right? So you have to kind of give them your pitch or give them the value add um, on every different yeah. uh, vertical. And it also depends on the persona that you're selling to. I mean, Absolutely. targeting a sales manager, they have to pick up the phone, but maybe a, a person within IT or IS, yeah, that's not the channel, perhaps. It no, depends, no. of course. Yeah, yeah. It's introverts versus extroverts and so on. Yeah. But but uh, you have to give me something on the secret sauce. Uh, give me a teaser at least. What is it? <laughs> I, I said it in, uh, earlier. No, it, it's about... So omni-channel, basically. Yeah, it's it's omni-channel, but it's about being extremely uh, personalized. So generic, it's like it, it depends on who you target and it depends on how, if, if you're making 100 dials a day and you're selling a very transactional product that costs 500 kroners a month, you can't afford being extremely personalized, right? Because it's yeah. not effective enough. But if you're selling million dollar or million kroner contracts, you can afford to do that. So just doing extreme research, figuring out who you're trying to approach, understanding their industry, um, and being relevant, right? That's key. So yeah. actually being a trusted advisor, positioning yourself as not just another sales rep, because there's enough sales reps out there. Um, you have to stand yeah. out, and um, you need to find a, that way to stand out that's going to give you that meeting. So we've, we've done some things there, which has given us a, a, a 40% meeting book trade on, wow. on, um, that is good. on our prospecting activity. Yeah, that's insane. The average is about, yeah. <laughs> what, what we see is like 1% to 2% is industry standard. And we found a pocket where we can, we can do that 40 times better. So that's extreme, naturally. So you send a lot of crazy gifts to random prospects in the US, basically. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> yeah, who knows? But but on that topic, I feel that a lot of channels are getting very noisy because more and more like automations and I mean LinkedIn, you get yeah. messages and email, everything. Somehow it feels like we're going back to like the postal or the gift giving, like old school traditions, right? Mm. 
Yeah, definitely. Like, but it, it's it's about standing out. I think that's the key. It's about just just finding your voice in in all the noise. Yeah. Ah, interesting. Let's uh, switch topic a bit. Um, and I'm a bit curious. I mean, money never sleeps, right? Uh, sales is all about uh, bringing in the revenue. Mm. Uh, how do you keep a, like a good, solid work-life balance? I mean, you've been in the profession for, for quite some time. Sales screen is doing really well. How do you maintain that balance in a, in a healthy way? Yeah, it's, it's, it's difficult. I, I think before I, I, I got um, I became a parent. Uh, I wasn't great at it. Um, and that's because at that point, life was work, right? And I, I just yeah. I re- enjoyed what I did extremely and it gave me a lot of energy working a lot. Um, when you have children um, or when you find that one special thing that you love more than work, it could be golf. I have children and golf. Uh, so. okay. <laughs> but, What's your handicap? Uh, currently at 19.9, so I just broke 20. So oh, that's good. I'm getting down there. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, but it's about, I think it's just about prioritization, right? Uh, and, and early in your career, the younger you are, um, the more you think you have to do everything yourself, right? Only I can do this task and... and I have to be the person that delivers this pitch or creates this present mm. presentation or whatever. And just, you just have to learn how to delegate. You need to learn how you share your knowledge and then you give it on right with your team members, give them responsibility and create an accountable team by setting clear goals and expectations. So, mm. Hey, I need this delivered by Friday. Um, bam, 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 bam. And, and, if you're able to do that and if you're able to hold your team accountable and, and they're developing, you're going to be able to create work-life balance in the end. Right? Hmm. I think you're, you're touching upon a classic trap that you, you are too afraid to delegate because you don't think they're ready and then mm-hmm. you sit on it yourself and then you just build up a, a mountain, but it's so much better to actually just open uh, up and, and start talking about it. Yeah, yeah. 80% is good enough in, in most situations, right? So get, get shit done. That's what it's all about in the end. Yeah. And in terms of, uh, you, you touched upon golf, uh, any other like passions or, or things that keep you balanced in life? No, it's, it's actually my, my girlfriend, my kid and, and golf. I spend a lot of time playing golf, even though my handicap is still pretty high up there. It's, 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 it's kind of a, it's better than me. So. <laughs> That's good. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a constant challenge. It's constant development. You're never, fully trained you could have the best day on a in your life on a thursday and on friday you you shoot 124 and you have no fucking idea what happened right so so right. it's uh, that it makes you think about something else than work at least it forces yeah. you to do that so that's good and it's a bit of a diagonal it's uh, instead of, of computers and screens and, and mm, uh, that stuff nature, it's more like right? nature yeah. and physical activities maybe not super physical but still it's uh, yeah you walk you walk it's uh, 10 kilometers that's that's good yeah it's good i agree any other like career or maybe sales advice for people listening that are a bit maybe junior or new in their career or struggle with uh, a bit with finding the balance uh, 
what do you have any like best uh, best practice tips tricks hacks it's like it depends on what you sell and who you sell to and if it's small deals or large deals but like in the end i've talked to a lot of sales leaders i've talked to a lot of high performing sales reps i've been a part of juries and i've awarded the best sales rep in Europe and, and different industries and, and kind of what what it ends up in every time is that the best performers isn't naturally the most talent uh, talented or the ones with the most charisma or whatever. It's always the hard worker. The hard worker always ends up on top uh, or in the vicinity of the top right so just mm. make sure that you have a structured plan like block your hours do your cold calls talk to people get into as many meetings as possible and then if you're able to do that when you have enough quantity you can develop quality the problem is that people mm. they want to work with quality but they don't have enough quantity so if i want to be great at delivering my pitch I need to be in a position to deliver my pitch, right? I need to talk to 10 customers a day. And with today's connection rates, you're probably going to need to do 100 dials to get to 10, 10, 10 pitches a day. So, Unless you have your secret sauce. Then yeah, that's, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and I mean, how, how do you spot these uh, hard workers? People say that they work hard, right? But uh, how, how do you find those people, ramp them up, what are you looking for in terms of a sales rep to find those golden nuggets? I, I worked at a call center where we had 3,000 reps over seven years, uh, and we were constantly 200 employees. So we had extreme high uh, turnover, right? Which is kind of the case yeah. in, in in contact center. And, and naturally, sales is for some, and sales isn't for everybody. It's You have to kind of accept uh, rejection because that's the majority of your job is about being rejected uh, so being able to reset and, and get back again but I don't know you just feel it when you're in an interview and you have somebody there yeah. but then you need to give them the tools you need to make sure that they're trained that they have a solid playbook they can follow they understand how to handle every possible objection or what's the next steps in this process and then it's about setting clear goals setting expectations people love to be told what to do people love mm. being told what to do uh, if it's the ceo of a, a company or the rep of another company people love being said hey I, i'm gonna need you to do 40 cold calls a day and the earlier you're gonna start doing that and um, you set expectations you motivate them you reward them you incentivize them to do that activity if you do it consecutively for what is it, 60 or 66 days, you've created a habit. Um, mm. And then making 40 dials a day is, is unproblematic and you can move on, right? So, yeah. yeah. And then you get up the quality as well because you have the quantity already. Exactly. Mm. And uh, talking a bit about, because this goes a lot into culture, right? Because if you have the culture of putting in the effort, doing mm. the, the calls or or... If you see a colleague do it, it's so much easier to do it yourself. Yeah. Otherwise, you're just pointing fingers. How, how do you or sales screen or like your team, what do you do to maintain and like keep a great 
culture, both in sales, but also like on a company level? Yeah, uh, good question. It's a difficult question for us because I think creating that culture, it's fairly, it's it's a lot simpler when you're all in the same office uh, and you see each other every day and you're able to kind of have those short 10, 15 minute conversations with the team and with every individual and you're able to see them. That's going to help you drive that culture. Uh, when you're like we are, we have, we're a team where we're, our, my six reps, they're located in five different locations all over the world. Um, and there's six hours time difference. And yeah. creating culture is difficult. And for some, they're in the office. So they're going to be able to going to be a part of that office culture. But for the rest, um, it's about um, finding ways to motivate them. Like not everybody works well in that remote situation. It's about making sure that you hire the right people uh, yeah. that can manage that because that's definitely not for everybody. But it's about like making sure that there's clear goals, expectations, that there's a, a solid plan, that they're being that they're able to collaborate on the plan, that they're able to develop together with the team and and give responsibility responsibility back to your reps. Um, let them talk to product. Let them talk to marketing. Let them be a part of the organization because they are talking to the customers and then naturally you need to meet. So if it's a sales kickoff once a year or a quarterly get together or whatever works um, and then consistently having kind of one-on-one coaching sessions. I have my one-on-ones with my reps every week. We have 45 minutes with each rep every week where we can Uh talk about what the goal is and how we're tracking and what's good and what's difficult and what are we struggling with? And then naturally mm-hmm. we have a team meeting every week where we kind of bring up higher level top topics. We watch recordings of video calls. We talk through pains and our ICP or yeah, we talk mm-hmm. a lot together. I think that's key. Yeah. Uh, and one-on-ones is super interesting because we, we've just recently done a thing where we've implemented the one-on-ones on a weekly level, 30 minutes. Mm. Uh, with all reps um, mm. and you get the like the tighter feedback loop you can catch things yeah. you can bring it up you don't build up the mountain of, of feedback after three months and then it's super dra- dramatic mm. uh, so I think that's definitely super important um, but but also as you said in terms of sales culture it's of course bringing in the right people because that's the beginning and then mm. when they're in then it's more like let's work on this mm. uh, how, what do you what do you do in your hiring process or recruitment process that helps you to get in the right people, like tapping into the motivation? Is there something special there or is it just interviews and, and the gut feeling or? Yeah, like it's the interviews, it's the gut feeling, definitely. I think it, it's a lot of gut feeling. Um, I had a, a, a leader once who spoke about um if the rep passes the, um, uh, what do we call it? The middle seat test, which is basically, would you be able to sit with this person on a six hour flight? Um, and, and if the answer is yes uh, on that, and he asked, kind of, that, that's kind of the, the interpersonal qualification, yeah, yeah. right? So if you're able to sit next to this person on a bus or a, an airplane for three to six hours, and you don't think that yeah. wouldn't be a problem. Hey, 
you're probably a good match, right? And and that's important because if you're working with people you can't stand spending time with, you're probably never gonna commit to those coaching sessions. You're never gonna commit to that person's development because you don't want to to work with them. And that's that's key. I like that test. It's a good one. Mm-hmm. Um it it really helps you to find the human behind the like interview instead of mm-hmm. just focusing on the the numbers and what they're telling yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. promising. Yeah, absolutely, I think that's that's key. You you need to want to work with somebody, right? That's that's where it starts. Mm-hmm. Talking a bit about the, like finding the right people and then closing the right deals. Mm-hmm. How do you celebrate your wins? <laughs> Because. I find it that often in sales, it's like, great, you close the deal, on to the next one. Mm. How do you like reflect and, and co- focus on that culture? Because sales is always about bringing in the money. Yeah. No, no, it's it's like, naturally, we deliver what we deliver, which is gamification and visualization. And, and one of our kind of pillars is called celebrate wins. Uh, so, so that's what we do. But I, I think it's about, It's about making the win more than the closed one deal. So the win has to be the process. So And the process starts with picking up the phone. Then it's about booking that meeting. It's about qualifying that meeting into an opportunity. It's about moving it through the steps of the pipeline, getting it to verbal, sending the contract for signing, and then yeah. getting it signed. So you're not celebrating that one action at the end of a three-month cycle. You're celebrating the 50 actions that happened. Right, so you're not just kind of celebrating the end of it. You're celebrating development. You're celebrating following the process, and that's what we do at SalesGreen. That's what our tool does. That's what it helps helps our customers with. So we, yeah, we're extreme in that way. I think that's important to not just focus on the end goal because if you do 49% or like 49 steps of 50 perfectly, but you lose the last one, Uh, you still develop a lot and uh, then you don't get uh, any credit at all. So, Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. And it's it's about having a process, right? It's about understanding what kind of the next step is and having that mapped out. And when they, when your reps does the behavior you want them to do to say that one of the things I want every rep to do is is to create an evaluation plan together with the customer after the first meeting. So basically saying, mm. okay, what's what steps do we need to take from us where we are today until you're fully onboarded? And then working through that process. Like who do we need to speak to? What do we need to integrate with? Who do we need to convince? What kind of ROI case, business case, presentations? Bam, 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 bam. And understanding that full process, understanding the timeline of that, that's an important thing for us. So whenever a rep has done that with a customer, that's something we definitely need to celebrate. When they've demoed at least three people in that organization, boom, that's something we need to celebrate. So it's about defining your process. I think that's kind of where it all starts. And then making sure that when they're going to reach those different milestones, it could be nine milestones. When you lock them, That's celebratory. That is good input. And uh, talking about um, um, connecting the dots between like the different steps and also departments. Uh, I mean, in SaaS, it's super important to keep a tight collaboration between sales and marketing and like the handovers to customer success or, or account managers. Uh, and of course, not to overpromise things on mm-hmm. the roadmap. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you 
keep the team tight? Like, do you have some sort of town hall structure where you brief about this is the latest, the greatest um, roadmap? How do you keep a good collaboration between the departments? Uh, we, we do it in a couple of different ways. So we have um, weekly meetings, the different revenue leaders uh, and product. So typically the leader of sales, the leader of customer success, the leader of uh, marketing and the leader of product uh, meets once a week um, to talk about what's going on, different topics, kind of make decisions. Um, once a month, we have a meeting between sales and marketing where we go through the strategy for the next month and the outcomes of last month. So we basically look at, so that we work ABM, right? We have 400 accounts we've targeted and maybe there's 40 accounts we've had special focus on. And then we look at the outcomes of those 40 accounts and if we've set meetings and whatever. Um, and then we do the same with product. Um, so yeah. Extremely important sales, customer success is the face of the organization. They have ears to the ground. They hear what the customer wants. And I think it's essential for any software company that, especially in, in kind of the current world, that we listen to customers. You have to be customer obsessed to succeed in this mm, I agree. Uh, is there anything on the roadmap uh, right now that excites you? What do you think is the next big thing in terms of motivating salespeople and and uh, keeping the uh, the wins up? It's 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 very kind of product oriented for us. Um, but I have I've had a a dream for a long time now, and that's something I call quests or missions, um, which is basically being able to set a goal to a rep, for example, say at the start of a month to say, hey. I want you this period, I want you to consistently deliver at least 100 cold calls a day or, or, or a week. I want you to book four meetings a week. I want you to create two opportunities a week and I want you to sell one deal a week. So on a weekly basis, if you complete these five tasks or six tasks or whatever it is, you unlock a you've completed that quest or you've completed that mission. So it's not about kind of doing that one thing. Hey, you made 40 dials, but you mm. did the combination of different things, which kind of shows that, hey, our funnel works, right? So our funnel metrics from top to, to, to bottom actually works. So that's a feature that we're, we're closing in on, um, which is going to just, the, yeah, just going to expand the use of, of computation is going to be able to motivate so many people when you can create these things. Because in the end, the most difficult thing that saves people is that they're not like you, Max. They're not the, the CEO or they don't have that kind of intrinsic extreme motivation. There's some, probably only about 10% of your team that's motivated the way you are their sales leader. Most reps, they're just normal people that have a job. Right. Mm. So every kind of motivational tactic you are applying, you're probably applying because that's something you would have been motivated by, but your team is not you. So what you need yeah. to do is you need to try to understand who your team is. And then you need to use different motivational tactics to motivate them. And that's difficult mm. to do manually and, and on your own, but 
that's gonna that's what we try to do, right? How do we motivate the entire team, not just your top reps? So that's yeah, and I think a lot of people within sales, regardless if you're a high or low performer, can agree that yeah, it's super important to do the activities and to do the calls or emails or whatever. But when it comes to the big number at the end of the month, it's like so far away I'm, I'll make it <laughs> but as you say you have to like break it down into quests day by day week by week to be able to like overcome the hurdle mm. to make it relevant for today's mission because mm. otherwise it's just a huge mountain to climb exactly that ability to reset every day that ability to reset when you've made a cold call and somebody's told mm. you to fuck off <laughs> yeah right <laughs> just you need to be able to reset right that's the biggest strength so if you had a terrible day yesterday well Hey, it's a new day. It's a new quest. Reset, get started. And if you can kind of do that every single day and be rewarded, celebrated, recognized, you get all the high fives you want. Typically, salespeople love high five because yeah. we're, we're social people. High right? fives, songs, songs. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, but like we, we, we like being recognized for what we do. And, and that's something you have to offer in a sales environment. Yeah. Um. We're closing in on, on the, the wrap-up, but uh, next guests on the pod, uh, what kind of questions would you think from a sales or culture or leadership perspective do you think would be interesting for me to tap into on the upcoming guests? Something I'm, I'm talking to a lot of customers about and to my team about almost every day, it's about how how kind of the, the market has current market conditions has changed the way they sell, right? I think we've, over the past year, we've basically done a 180 on the way we present and pitch and deliver value and focus on pain. So that's something I would love to to hear about from leaders in, in, in different industries, but also within the software industry to see kind of how they've managed the shift from from a, a hot, hot market to a, a colder market. So basically, how to sell in, how to sell in a, in the modern climate, but also in tough times. Yeah, and, and how they've shifted because it's tougher times now, most likely for most people, right? So how have they? What have? What's? What kind of actions have they done to mm. get through this process? And on that topic, what have you done? <laughs> <laughs> well, we've. We've kind of gotten back to our roots, and then we've just we've just focused on quality over quantity, and mm. that's kind of the the big thing. And then it's about breaking down what quality is, right? So we've defined our sales process and exactly what we're trying to achieve in every customer conversation, and we know what the next step is. We have the game plan. And then we're gonna mm. we're following our customer and we're trying to bring them along with it, but we're just extremely pain oriented. So nobody gives a f about your product. They only care you swore about before, so it's, yeah, it's okay to okay. say it again. <laughs> <laughs> nobody gives a fuck about your product. They only care about what your product does for them, right? So yeah. if it's called Sales Screen or LimeGo or Samsung. They don't care. They just want their pain solved, yeah. right? So figure out what their pain is. That's kind of the first thing. And then we need to figure out what metric is connected to that pain. And then we need to figure out what strategic initiative is going on in the organization that we can latch on to. 
and what people do we need to to focus on what people do we need in, to be included in this process on average there's what is it 6.8 people involved in a deal cycle right now so if you have one to two people in your deal cycle you're probably in deep shit um, right yeah, yeah. <laughs> so get bye people bye. involved yeah exactly so that's kind of yeah. what you do and then you have to go in and you have to solve that pain exactly stop teacher dumping right. solve that pain exactly and when you do that you're going to see your win rates skyrocket you're going to see your average deal size skyrocket because you don't have to discount because you're solving the sales pain. velocity go up exactly and hopefully the yeah. the average time to close goes down as well so yeah mm. i think it's back to basics it is like sales one one, focus on the essentials, not the the fluffy automations and uh, whatever. More like mm -hmm. uh, let's do this for real. Yeah, work work with people. That's kind of what it's all about right now. If you were to give me some advice on who to bring on to this pod, uh, can you name drop two people that you would feel uh, are interesting to talk to regarding sales culture leadership? Um. Yeah, I would. Definitely talk to Carl Carell at GetAccept, CRO there. He's, uh, he's a wise man. Um, and uh, who else? You don't have to mention name if you only think the company is cool. Then I can do <laughs> prospecting and figure out. Yeah. Um, I can't come come up with anybody top of mind, but um, GetAccept is a very cool company that's delivered an extremely cool product, uh, which we're utilizing. So, some mm. nice. I agree. The yeah. the, um, the GetAccept founders are ex Limers, so we love them very much. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That's good. Uh, that's good. I'll I'll add the Carl to my my uh, my pipe, basically. Good. Nice. And uh, last but not least, and this is a huge and important one, if you can wrap up with uh, some sort of inspiring, motivating, cringy quote to like get people to do more activities or, or to yeah sell more, better, what, what would you say? Like a one-liner. Oh, that's difficult. I'd say find out where you want to be in five years and backtrack it backtracking to down to the level of calls you need to make every day start there backtracking that is good advice the quest basically the quest the five-year quest <laughs> yeah <laughs> nice all right awesome to have you on board thanks a lot Remy. thank you very much for uh, joining me on this podcast and uh yeah happy selling thank you all right shifting the focus to you that's been listening just want to remind you that this is an interactive podcast so hit the link in the episode description there you can join the discussion with other listeners and comment on episodes you can also submit ideas for upcoming guests topics or simply upvote what other people have already suggested also if you enjoyed this podcast please share it to someone that might be curious friends co-worker or that random person in your linkedin feed last but not least leave a rating if you enjoyed it while we're at it add me on linkedin to see short video clips from the podcast and enjoy the rest of your day see ya
people on the activities and the OKRs. Last quarter, I smashed my quota. Short memory, I forgot what I sold you. Sales pro wisdom like Yoda. I want to witch my prospects. That's your phone up. Now you got me hitting the phones. I'm in sales. I love hitting the phones. One call closing while sitting at home. I'm in sales. I love hitting the phones. Last quarter, I smashed my quota. Short memory, I forgot what I sold you. Sales pro wisdom like Yoda. I want to witch my prospects. That's your phone up. Now you got me hitting the phones. I'm in sales. I love hitting the phones. One call closing while sitting at home. I'm in sales. I love hitting the phones. Gotta hit the phone.